Hi, guys, and welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we just want to thank you guys for tuning in with us each week. Um, Our goal for this show is to show you that even if you've walked through some hard things in your relationship or your marriages, that there is hope on the other side. And I hope through our story and, you know, our journey and everything we shared with you guys, I really hope that we represent this well to our listeners. I agree. We've walked through some tough, tough seasons and some really bad heartache. Um, We just really hope through our story, they can learn that they can have hope through it and they can get through it. And, uh, Hopefully just hearing our story will help them walk each day out and get through it easier. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to share with you some more stories that we've walked through that created trauma wounds. And some people are triggered by the word trauma. (laughs) And if that's you, you might have some trauma wounds, which is what I've, I've had to walk through myself. Um, So you might be wondering, because I know that we've been talking about betrayal a lot. We've been talking about our story and some of the betrayals we've walked through. And so some might be wondering what the difference between betrayal and trauma is. So Brian, why don't you um, share with them the different, what betrayal is and what trauma is? Well, well, betrayal is the act of betraying someone or something or the fact of being betrayed. Violation of a person's trust, confidence, or moral standard, revelation of something hidden, backstabbing, disloyalty, or unfaithfulness. That's betrayal. That's betrayal. And the definition of trauma is an injury such as a wound, a disordered, or behavioral state resulting from severe mental or emotional stress or physical injury and emotional upset. Wow. So as you're reading those definitions of the two different, you know, um, words, I noticed how in the definition of trauma, two out of three of the meanings related back to emotional stress or upset. And I just want to say that trauma is a real thing. And I was, I was searching it out. I think uh, Jennifer Evaz described what trauma means so well. I'm a visual person. And so for me, when someone describes something in a visual way, it really hits home for me. So Jennifer Evaz described trauma is like getting hit by a truck on the inside and it crushes your spirit. And it's like you look fine on the outside, but on the inside, I was in a wheelchair. Yeah. It's our spirit. Our spirit man is, it's everything. I mean, it just, it makes up our, you know, the chemistry of who we are and what's from the inside coming out, you know, Mm -hmm. what people sees. Yeah, absolutely. I know for me, um, I didn't realize that a lot of what we had gone through had created a trauma footprint in my life. 
Yes, we have had about 15 years of bad situations after bad situations after more bad situations <laughs> with jobs, finances, relationships, having kids, yeah. losing kids. Yeah, we did. The yeah. one. Yeah. But yeah, it would just seem like it was just, gosh, mm-hmm. you know, they say when you're stuck in a rut, you just can't get out of it. That's how it was with our relationship and just our life in general. Just, you know, it just seemed like we couldn't get a break. Yeah. I know. And I feel like for me, um, as I began to learn about trauma, um, when I experienced trauma in my life, I actually didn't know what it was, but I was experienced trauma upon trauma upon trauma. One seemed to just build upon the other and none of them were being dealt with. And to be honest, I couldn't deal with them because when I would start to feel something, then another trauma would occur. And I felt like I was in a constant state of pain. I felt unsafe. I was always bracing for the next impact. I was just, I was felt like I was in a crushed state all of the time. I was afraid. I was sad. I was just constantly bracing for the next thing or the next, you know, shoe to drop or, um, so it, it's a very real thing, but I just, I didn't know that's what was happening to me. Right. But that's what was happening. Yeah, I, I know. Right. I know for me, it just, it literally felt like just things were going bad so often. You know, I went through a time period where I just, you know, you get depressed and you don't even want to wake up. She don't want to, you think if you don't wake up, you don't have to face it or you can just sleep through the day or sleep through the majority of the day. You know, when I was on second shifts, it's like I wanted to sleep as much of the day as way I could, but I didn't have to face any problems or issues. But, you know, it was just like there was days where it was almost like wildfires. You know, every day you woke up to a new wildfire and you wasn't able to extinguish the one from the day before. And here another one is, and you're like having to pick and choose which ones you're going to fight that day. Yeah. And before you know it, you have a forest fire. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. That is, that is like what trauma is. It, especially if it's undealt with, you just, <clears throat> and I think for me, um, when I started to, and of course, you know, there were some traumatic things that happened to me in my childhood, but I feel like, you know, some of the more memorable ones were, you know, of course, during our marriage and I didn't know how to deal with them. I I literally just did not know ha- how to deal with those. And we didn't really have the resources around here to, which I'm so thankful now because there's so many resources about trauma, how to get healed from trauma, how to get emotional healing um, from these things, which is so important. Because as I began to learn about trauma, I could identify myself 
and was able to extend grace to issues I was having trouble getting over. But the fact was that the trauma wounds made it almost impossible. I would, like I said, I looked fine on the outside, but inside I was in a wheelchair. I felt stuck and just had so much trouble even moving forward. But one thing that I've learned about God is that he cares so much about your inside. He cares so much about your heart. He doesn't want you to stay in a place of woundedness. And, you know, as I'm, as I become aware that, you know, what I was dealing with for so long was traumatizing, I'm able to see it now. I'm able to see it play out in other people's lives. And I'll just give an example without naming the TV show. <laughs> but there's this show that I watch. I might be able to figure it out. Yeah, you can probably figure it out. <laughs> but it, it's so sad. Um, I watch these uh, men and women, and they're on this show, and they're stuck in these places. And, you know, these people are probably six, seven, eight hundred plus pounds. And, you know, a lot of times you look from the outside if you don't watch the show in its entirety, you kind of, you, you cast judgment really quickly, like, oh, just stop eating or, oh, just whatever. But when you actually begin to listen and they tell their story, there is always a traumatic root to it. And what is happening is that the trauma that they walk through as a child, whether it was physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, whatever it was, they would begin to just eat and eat and eat to build a fortress, which was their body of protection. And I feel like that's what trauma does is it creates these false protections around you. Um, it makes you think that you're safe, right? but you're not. Build up walls around yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so sad because when I hear these stories, it just makes you, can you just, in more of a lonely state and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You isolate. Right. Because you think nobody understands what you're going through. And then you hide what's going on inside. But inside you're just in pieces. And I remember, you know, reading the scripture, Psalms 147.3, where it says, he heals the wounds of every shattered heart. And that scripture just was so vital to me um, during our really hard times because I needed somebody to find my, my scattered pieces. You know, I had experienced trauma after trauma after trauma, and I didn't know really who I was anymore. You know, how can you go through all of that? and be totally normal afterwards. And I feel like the truth is on your own, you can't. It rewrites your thinking ability and it just, it rewrites so many different things. You know, trauma can just write your future 
if you let it, if you don't get healing. And for years, I kind of walked through that, didn't I? Because I didn't know. I didn't know that's what was going on. Yeah. It's very sad. It's very sad because I see that um, now that I know what I was going through, that I was actually traumatized by what we had walked through. And I think the thing is, is that the enemy likes to use that. He likes to use something like trauma. Say, you know, you've been a child and you've been abused, which is terrible. The enemy will create that trauma wound, that violation against that child, and then replay that over and over through their life. You know, if there's no healing. Yeah. Usually get it using leftovers. Yeah. It really is. You know, you just, you know, no matter how many is involved in a situation, he just uses it, you know, something that could happen in your childhood. Mm-hmm. That could have happened to your, it could have been caused by your parents that they might have had the same situation that was caused by their parents or a grandparent. And he just continuously uses the leftovers. And just, you know, he just continually uses them over and over and over to try to cause trauma, you know, hurt. Yeah, he does. He likes to go from generation to generation to generation until someone stands up. And breaks the curse. And breaks right. that curse. Exactly. I mean, we see it in, with me. I mean, mm-hmm. the things I did. And then, you know, as a grown man, I didn't even know my dad had, had stumbled and fell, you know, until... I talked to my mom about what I had done, you know, and looked back. I was like, could that curse have been broken off before it got to me? Of course, now we have definitely stepped to the plate and broke the curse off of our children. Yeah, definitely. I know sometimes you don't know what you don't know. But once you know, then you can deal with it. I feel like the enemy likes to use things. He likes to hide them in ignorance. I mean, even though you don't know something is there, doesn't mean it's not there. And so I'm thankful that God is like a big shining light. Brings it to light. Exactly. It's just like the thief standing outside your house in the middle of the dark. Yeah. And you don't know he's there, but, you know, if the light illuminates them, you get up in the middle of the night with a flashlight and you shine it out there and you see them, then they're caught. Right. Exactly. I know. Um, Trauma is definitely something that you can't ignore and hope it goes away because it won't. And what you don't deal with will eventually deal with you. And I feel like that's kind of what I had gone through, through ignorance, not because um, it was just basically I didn't know. I I, I didn't know. And then when I started to do a little bit, um, I actually started to watch a few things um, on Facebook or YouTube from Jennifer Evaz on. You like Jennifer V. Evaz, I think. <laughs> You've been talking about her a lot. <laughs> it was on trauma and healing. And as she was talking about these things, I was just, it's like my spirit was like, yes, that's what you need to go after. And what I didn't realize was that I had done a lot of counseling, which is so, so important, you guys. 
if you've been through anything traumatic in your marriage, like infidelity, get some counseling because it is huge. A good faith-based counselor. Yes, yes. Don't get one of them that says, <laughs> yeah. you know, leave him and go to, go on to the next one. No. Well, every situation is different too. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We definitely want to put that in there. Every situation is different. Um, so you have to take that into account. But um, one thing I know for sure, one thing I know when it comes to trauma is that God wants us to be whole. He cares about the condition of our heart. He cares about all of our broken pieces, no matter how far away we might be scattered. He's a fixer. He's a father. He's a fixer. It's just like me with our daughter. If I see she's off a little bit or a look on her face, I'll ask her what's wrong. Talk to daddy. I mean, he's our father. He wants to, just like any parent, that loves her child, that truly loves her children. He wants to take the pain away and he wants to do whatever he can to fix it. He's the only one that can do that. We can't even fix our own children's problems. Yeah. We can he's, try. <laughs> he's, yeah. But he's the one father that can fix everyone's problems if we allow him. Yeah. I think and that's the key is if we allow him, because how hard is it? Like, say you want to go, hug her daughter, but she's resisting and she's got her arms closed mm-hmm. and you're, you've got I get your, that sometimes <laughs> you've got your arms around her, right? but she's resisting you. Right. And she's not receiving your hug. Right. And there's days like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I know for me, um, what really helped me in my, um, trauma wounds was a lot of prayer. I, you guys, I had to just run to Jesus and it wasn't because I had to, he was all I had. And I found my identity in him and my identity was no longer found in the trauma because it can be so blinding. It can be so loud. You know, you can find that's who you are in that messy situation, which, you know, nobody, that's, that's not who anybody wants to be. Nobody wants to be identified as, you know, the, um, the girl at the party who is so dramatic because she has all these trauma wounds. (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely, but, uh, lots of prayer. I really just had to go after God inner healing deliverance, lots of counseling has been what's taken me from a place of being stuck in trauma to moving towards wholeness in God. And I'm not fully there. I'm not fully there. It's but, a process. Oh my goodness. We're both still in a process. We yeah. both we both uh we both know that we there's things we work on ourselves. You know, independently from each other. And then there's things we work on together. And that's where we found that a lot of this inner healing and the healing of our marriage and our children, it's all tied together and it works that way. But uh, yeah, there, there's just 
I mean, I know you, you've told me about different things you're trying to work on and I've told you different things I'm trying to work on. And then, you know, when you add that together, this starts affecting the big picture, you know, our marriage and how things have healed and have flourished. Yeah, it really does. I feel like, you know, you can't just always try to fix the other person. Very hard to do. Yeah, Almost is. impossible. Yeah. We've learned it's almost impossible when we start. And there's times when we just talk to each other and we'll say, I want to be different. You know, like with me, you know, there's sometimes I come home and I'm had a hard day at work or what have you. Then I'll be a little snippy with you or the kids. <laughs> and I'll say two minutes later, I got to quit doing that. I'm not going to do it no more. But it's me working on myself. And then there's things that you've said to me that you want to work on. And you do. And that's where, you know, it's easier to work on yourself mm -hmm. than to work on the other person. But it takes a lot of like shaving off pride off yourself yeah. and not worried about the other person working on their issues, just working on yours. But then it's almost like looking into a mirror at that point and the reflection, the other person sees it and then they realize I didn't even ask him to do that. Or I didn't even ask her to do that. And they've, they've changed on their own. And then when you start seeing each one of us or each other doing that, then it's where you really see things start to change and flourish. Yeah. And I think you're much happier too. If you're always trying to change the other person. I was so busy trying to change you. <laughs> I was like... I don't job. feel like I can go to work today. <laughs> <laughs> so when I finally, when I quit that job, I finally got, felt like I just had one job. Yeah. You probably had more yeah. peace. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, yeah, no, it's, it's so true. It's so, so true. And if you think about it at the end of the day, you're always going to have yourself. <laughs> If everyone around you just up and leaves, you're stuck right. with yourself. And I think it's where, you know, they say you have to love yourself to love others. It's not a, it's not a self-centered, conceited thing, but, you know, if we, if we truly trust in God and we follow his word and we have that relationship with God, you really a hundred percent sure love yourself, should love yourself because God wants you to have the mind of Christ. And you should speak like him. You should walk like him. You should do miracles and works in his name. So, you know, what's not to love at that point? And, you know, it's, it's, it, it's not a conceited thing. It's just being full of Christ and being fulfilled with your own life through him. And then that just flows out to the people around you. I mean, you know, there's people that we know, there's, there's people we know, it was just like, they're just full of, they're just full of Christ. They're just so pleasant to be around and to talk to, you know, and that's, that's what we both, I think, strive for. And then it just spills over into our marriage and our relationship with each other. Yeah. I think that if you put the time in yourself and you invest in yourself, 
You said it there, investing in yourself. Yeah. It's very important to invest in yourself before you start investing in someone else. Yeah. Very important. Well, you can't give away something you don't have. That's right. So if you're lacking, I mean, how can you give compassion to someone else when you're not even compassionate with yourself? Right. Or forgiving to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the life that I lived, it took a long time for me to forgive myself. You know, I've, I've done that. You, you still hear me say, gosh, I just don't like that guy. You know, I was so. <laughs> you talk to him he's the second or third right, person. Yeah. But, he's you not. know, I'm just like, I've, I've said it over and over. I just do not like that guy I used to be. But it was that guy, you know, it isn't this guy. So, but yeah, you got to love yourself and forgive yourself to be able to step forward and get through that process. Yeah. And I think that as you're working through these wounds and these traumas that you've experienced, to be gracious with yourself because it's a process. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. No, don't beat yourself <laughs> so up. So I've heard. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. I used to beat myself up so bad. You know it. Gosh, it was just so hard. I just, and it was the enemy. You know, he was just constantly using the leftovers, like I said, you know, to try to remind me of everything I'd done wrong. I just beat myself up for it. And, uh, you know, I had to get past that. I had to get that past that before I could forgive myself. And then after I got past that, the guilt and the forgiveness, then I was able to start healing moving forward you know and good things coming out of it oh yeah definitely i think that if we were more kind to ourselves and forgiving of ourselves you know because even when i think about the things that we've walked through you know maybe i have a bad day emotionally or say maybe i wake up from a horrific dream and you know, sometimes I might be tempted to shame myself because, you know, maybe I've let the heaviness um, carry on too long. But I'll think, wait a second, you've been through a lot. You're doing really well. And it's okay if you have a down day. But let's look at the positives. Let's look at what's good. Let's look at, let's look at what's going good in your life right now. And, you know, maybe that thing that you're facing, maybe that's something from the past, but that's not in your present. Right. You know, well, hopefully that's not still in your present. Right. And just trying to refocus on what is right in front of you. You know, what are the positives in your life right now? And um, that has really, really helped me to not, because I think a lot of times in trauma, those reminders or those triggers can be just so detrimental and keep you stuck. But God wants you to be unstuck. Right. And to and, move. Right. That's what he wants. Right. Because trauma likes to paralyze you. It likes to keep you stuck. It likes to replay all of the all of the stuff in your brain, like what I would have done, what I should have said, you know, what how I can protect so that won't happen again. But God wants to get you to a place where you're no longer rehearsing the stuff. 
Right. And you're no longer stuck there. Not saying that what happened didn't happen, but he wants to move you forward and he wants to bring healing to your soul so that you can be a whole person. And then when you're a whole person, you can show someone else how to become a whole person too. Right. And, you know, there's, I think it's where we've all struggled with. It's just, you know, moving forward. And that's what the enemy always, he really messed with me on. Cause you know, if I would say, take a step forward and then, uh, say I messed up or just, you know, even in like when we were back together and I was, we were working on things and we would fight or what have you, you know, I just felt like he was trying to make me feel like I was drug all the way back to the starting line. And I, we won't, we aren't, we're literally just, we just stumbled and fell right there. Yeah. And you back up. yeah, God just wants you to get back up. And sometimes we feel even like we take five steps forward, maybe one step each day and you're five days into it and you stumble and we feel like we're back at the beginning, but you're not, you're yeah. literally one step back. So that means you're still four steps ahead. Exactly. So yeah. get up and push on, you know, and it's just, exactly. I struggled with that. I really did. Just, it's like you mess up and you're just like, well, I'm, I just messed up so bad. I might as well just start over from the beginning. Yeah. And then Wait, sometimes you don't up. even want to start over, but yeah. just got to get up and keep pushing forward. Oh, definitely. I think that is so important because if you don't get up, if you don't get moving, if you don't go after healing, what's the alternative? The alternative is staying stuck in your wounds and in your trauma. And I don't think anybody enjoys that. I know that I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. No. As long as I live there, I didn't enjoy it. And I, I, I wanted a way out. And I'm so thankful. It wasn't just like a one step. It was multiple steps. Sometimes going to the left. Sometimes going to the right. Sometimes I'd take four steps back only to take one step forward or vice versa. But yeah, and that's that's the thing too. Like, you know, I said five steps forward or one step back, you're still four steps ahead. But even if you go back, you know, even if you go back into the negative, you know, you're in the you're in the red. It's just keep going that direction. Just keep going forward. You know, even if you go you take four steps forward and you go five back. Just get up and keep going forward. You know, it's eventually going to be where you're only taking steps forward and you get on a good stride and things are going to turn around for you. We just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you guys will join us next week as we go after healing the broken marriage. Until next time, we, we bless, bless you. you.